0: Okay, Bukur Tov everybody. So we're continuing with the Gaird Haramban and we're discussing the Midah of the Midah of Humility, the signs and the tools that a person can use to demonstrate and to acquire this Midah of Humility. And the last thing we were speaking about was the necessity, the importance of honoring each individual, whether he's if he's wise or he's wealthy. So then that's you know, inherently valuable, his wisdom, we saw his honor, is valuable, and the, even the wealth comes from Hashem, comes from Hashem, and the ability that the person has, the the gift a person has to be able to help others, etc., all that is worthy of praise, is worthy of, well, certainly worthy of honor. But now, Ramban deals with a very, very interesting um sort of the other side of the coin. So the question is, so we've established, we understand that a person has to honor somebody who's a tami chacham, he has to honor somebody who is wealthy. What about the opposite? How should a person relate or how could a person bring himself to have the ability to honor somebody who's not a tami chacham, who he views as being uh, he views himself as being superior to that person who comes to knowledge, or when that person is a poor person. So where, where's the space? Where's the room for honor when it comes to that person? How does a person relate to that idea? So I want to read to you the line where Ramban says. I want to just uh, sort of explain simply what it means, and then we'll explore some ideas, stories from uh, in Divrei Torah from um, Rabbi Foyer on the topic. So Ramban says the Imrashu, and if he's poor. And you are wealthy, or you are wiser than him. So what should you think in your hearts? He is, you are not as innocent as he is. He is chayav you are more guilty than he is. He's more innocent than you are. Now, why would that be so? Why would that relate to your greater wisdom or the greater wealth? So he says, He says, but if the guy sins, so relative to you, relatively speaking to you, he doesn't know, he didn't learn, he doesn't have the ability, he doesn't have the means, he doesn't have the wherewithal. So, uh, what do you expect from the guy? How can you have high expectations of him? So therefore, from perhaps from the eyes of Hashem, he's concerned as if he did it by accident. You, you're more learned than him, you're more knowledgeable, you're you have more means and more your disposable, and more your disposal. So for you, relative to that guy, your actions are on purpose. You're Khayab, you're guilty. who if he sins, he did it by accident. But you're doing it on purpose. That doesn't necessarily mean literally on purpose, but it means Because you have more abilities, more knowledge, more resources, the expectations from you are much higher. And this is a very important, you saw a very important principle that we need to have when we relate to other people. We look at somebody else and we want to say, "I I want to honor him. I want to bring myself to honoring him." But I, I don't think he's worthy of honor. I think that I'm way superior to him. So well, on what basis am I going to honor him? So certainly we could honor him because he's created B'Tzl and Elohim is created in the image of Hashem. That's certainly true. But Ramban adds another fascinating and essential dimension. I honor him because the expectations are different. I, it's very important, and I think I saw somebody points this out about this line in the Ramban. It's very important to have high expectation of oneself, but not necessarily high expectations of other people. And therefore, when I look at myself relative to this other person, so then I see myself as I didn't do what I'm supposed to do. I didn't do what I'm able to do. I'm Meizid. Relatively speaking, my actions are on purpose. And he's He's He doesn't know anything. So this guy... I see him. I see him doing something he shouldn't do, and, and, and you know, perhaps he even knows that he shouldn't do it. But did he have the same opportunities to learn? Did he have the same background? Did he have the same exposure to ravanim, to chachamim, to the other, the other, other people that I had an exposure to? Certainly not. So how could I think of myself as any greater than him, just because I do something he doesn't do, or he does something that he shouldn't do that I don't do? Who says? Who says that the expectations? are the same for the two of us. Perhaps the expectations for me are much greater than the expectations that they are for him. And therefore, when I look at that person, I certainly need to honor him. Because who knows, who knows whose accomplishments are more valuable in the eyes of Hashem. Okay? So here Rabbi Foyer goes through a couple of stories, a couple of ideas related to the idea of honoring those who are poor. And he quotes the Gemara Masecha Shabbat, which is a pretty, it's actually a scary, scary Gemara, but it's very relevant to this discussion. So the Gemara tells the story about Rabbi Rebihia Rabbi Chia tells his wife, if a beggar comes, this is a big, really fascinating, very important principle when it comes to helping the poor. He sees that if, if a beggar approaches your door, don't wait for him to knock. Don't wait for him to have to come and ask. You go out ahead. Run out and offer food to him. So what, what was his reasoning? What was the logic? First of all, obviously it's a beautiful thing to do to not, not make the guy have to come and beg. But he says, in this merit, he says, if our children will ever have to beg, they'll be treated in the same respectful and considerate fashion. He says, listen, you treat that poor person with respect and dignity, so then if ever somebody in our family is in that situation, hopefully they'll be treated with the same respect and dignity. Now, Chia's wife responds to him the same way probably we were all thinking. She says to him, what do you mean? Are you cursing our children? They should become beggars? So Rabbi Chiyah said, no. I'm not cursing them, should become beggars. But the truth is, it is inevitable that some form of poverty will visit every family in the course of its history. I'll say that one more time. Rabbiya said that it is inevitable that some form of poverty will visit every family will visit every family in the course of its history And he says this famous line: Galgalhu ba'olam." it's a wheel that rotates through the world, right? Sometimes people are on top, but eventually they're going to come to the bottom. So if one sees his wealth as tenuous, that's what Rabbi Foyer says, he equips himself to maintain perspective upon life, right? You look at that poor person and you say, the difference between me and him is perhaps only a temporary difference. And who knows, tomorrow, or maybe in the next generation, hopefully not, but who knows who could be up top, who could be down low. I once heard a a fantastic Fascinating addition to this idea from um, Rabbi Reisman, Rabbi Yisrael Reisman. He says as follows. He says that the principle here is that every family must be on the asking end at some point. At some point, every family is going to be on the asking end. So he gave the following fascinating, fantastic advice. He said that if a person asks for other poor people, even when he has money, but he goes around and tries to raise money to help other poor people. So then Hashem will save him and save his children from having to ask money for themselves. Everybody has to be an asker. You can choose. Hopefully, none of us should ever experience this. None of us should ever experience the poverty. None of our children, our grandchildren, forever, for all the generations should not experience poverty. But, this is what the Gemara says. This is how Rabbi Reisman interprets it. A person who the best protection to make sure that no poverty will ever, ever visit his family and that he and his children, his grandchildren will never have to become those who have to ask themselves for money. The best protection is, is if he asks for others. He's Yotzeh. He fulfills his obligation of being a beggar by begging for other people. And I think everybody would rather be asked for other people than have to ask for themselves. So this fantastic, of so this fantastic advice that Ray Reisman gives because to help us to make sure that our families are always uh, in in a, in a in a successful place in a place where they they have what they need and they never have, nobody has to ever go and ask other people. Okay, so in the next shiur we will continue with this uh, this this idea of showing honor to those who are poor and the subtleties involved in, cha- in charity and uh, and showing honor to those who seem to be less learned or less knowledgeable than we are. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Call to